Podcast One. Hi, this is Paul McIntyre. Welcome to the MI3 Audio Edition. I've been a business journalist for 25 years covering the marketing, media, agency and tech sectors. In this series, we talk to industry leaders about the global and local developments that you need to be across this week. Well, welcome to this edition. I think you'll find it quite intriguing. Uh, four marketers around the mics are talking about the marketer's black hole, and that is around capability. This conversation will shed a lot of light on where the marketing industry needs to go in terms of its understanding, knowledge, and capability development in the coming years. There's lots cooking. So welcome today to Yash Gandhi, Head of Marketing at Bayeda Poultry, the $2.5 billion firm that owns brands like Steggles and Lilydale, Brent Smart, CMO at IAG, James Shepard, who's Assistant Brand Manager at Arnott Shapes, and John Broom, the CEO of the AANA. We've got a great mix of old, young, and everywhere in between, gents. So, Yash, we're going to start with you first. You, I think, were studying international business and a master's in marketing. I think I got that right. Just tell us a little bit first about how you started. Sure. I studied Bachelor of Business and did my MBA at University of Technology here in Sydney. I did my majors in international business management and marketing. So that's kind of where I studied and then fell into advertising as um, I was working at Saatchi and Saatchi part-time while I was studying. And that's where my love affair for advertising started. And I've been in advertising, well, for 11 years before I jumped ship to the darker side and went into marketing. Client side, right. Client side. Brent Smart, um, do you have any qualifications? (laughs) (laughs) Such little faith, Paul. Such little faith. Very similar to Yash, actually. I I studied marketing at university, Monash, down in Melbourne. Then I had 20 years in advertising business, which I think is the greatest training ground. I really do. Um, You know, I think where I learnt most was working with the clients, good ones, bad ones. I probably learnt more working with the bad ones than I have, uh, you know, working with the good ones. And I think that, that, that experience really lets you work out how to do it. James Shepard, you're the, shall we say, young buck in the room, studied at University of Sydney. What did you do? So I did a Bachelor of um, Commerce, majoring in Marketing and Management, and um, then come out to work at Arnott's. I had a really great role there starting, actually worked in sort of Blue Skies Innovation in their Arnott's Incubator. And I think you were doing that whilst you were at uni too, is that right? Yeah, for the, for the last two years of my degree, which was really fantastic. And now I'm back in the core team learning that I'm marketing trade. It's great. And we, we look forward to hearing some of your thoughts on this. Um, John Broom, let's say the elder statesman in the room. Shall we go there? You go back to the classics in the 1800s, right? Uh, absolutely, mate. That's absolutely true. But since the age of tender age of 19, I always knew I wanted to be in marketing. Um, but back in those days, there wasn't the formal training courses as these guys have been lucky enough to, to, to experience. So... Um, Basically, all my experience has been built on the job. So blue chips, FMCGs, Unilevers, the Racket Bankies of the world, the Nestle's of the world. Um, so on the job. On the job. And so we're going to talk about on-the-job training. But before we do, John, there is this rising debate about the capabilities that are that are missing in the marketing community, in the mar- in marketing talent. What's your quick top-line take on that? Do we have a problem? We do. Um, and, it's, and it's been expressed right around the industry, whether you're on the demand side or the supply side, there's an undercurrent of, you know, do we have the right level of capability for the job that we need to to do today? We tend as an industry to get, you know, um, focused or sidetracked by the bright, shiny, you know, toys that uh, we're all very interested in. But at the end of the day, there's some fundamental problems and the symptoms, for example, I get a number of members saying to me, 
how many times do I have to sit down and rewrite communication briefs, for example, that you know my team are giving me and expecting me to sign off on? Right, and that's just the start. That's just the start. Yash, let's, let's go to you first. What happened when you left uni? What did you learn? And then when you hit the agency world, which was probably still tracking your right at the time, what did the job bring to your capability and understanding? Uni was great. And from a capability point of view, I think what I learned best was how to work with various people, different teams, and get that understanding. But it was great to get my foot in the door. Um, but apart from that, pretty much everything else that I've learned has been on the job. Um, and I was fortunate enough in agency land, particularly MNC Saatchi, where I was surrounded by some of the best in the industry um, to learn off them, which frankly, I don't know how universities could have taught back then. Back then, it was nothing that you could actually apply and take from university directly into the job, particularly if you're in the creative field. Um, so that was an interesting kind of transition. From Do you think that's still an issue now, what you're seeing the universities teach and what you're seeing? You've been, on, you've been trying to build a marketing team for four or five years. Are unis producing what they need to produce for the market? It's certainly improved, but I don't think it's there. Um, I definitely don't think um, the level of practical examples and practical application of what you learn is still there. And I think if I jump in there, I mean, if you think about a couple of prevailing influences on marketers today, we hear a lot about Binet and Field. We hear a lot about, you know, Ehrenberg Bass. My question is, are those being taught? in uh, universities. Well, indeed, we covered it in one of the marketing science series, John, behavioural economics. Is it part of the marketing curriculum? It's certainly a, a discipline in its own right. But Brent Smart, what did you take with you when you left uni and got on the job? Was it helpful? Oh, look, I think it's helpful to have the fundamentals. But having grown up in advertising, I, I think there are some things you learn in advertising that are massively underrated. The ability to influence, I think that's the most important thing I do as a CMO because you're not making the decisions, you're influencing the decisions. I think what's really underestimated with agency people is how commercial we are. So I ran agencies, I ran P&Ls. So, uh, you know, I feel like I've got a really good commercial grounding that I think a lot of marketers lack. Uh, I think that's, you talked about the gaps earlier. I think one of the big gaps for marketers is, is commercial, um, you know, really understanding the commercials. And I think the other big gap for marketers is actually leadership. I think we really need to see less marketing managers who are managing marketing and more marketing leaders who are really leading their organisations and leading their brands. For those that don't know, Brent was running such and such in New York. There's the last agency experience before he went client side. Brent, when you're looking uh, at your team and, and, and hiring talent, building your team out, uh, do you see the standard and the quality that you're looking for and the breadth? What do you see when you're hiring? Yeah, absolutely. I think you got to look in different places. So I don't just look for people with marketing degrees coming out of university. I think you need diver a diverse pool of talent and the talent's definitely there. I, I think that the big challenge for us is we're competing um, for that talent with tech, with entertainment, content, all sorts of other categories. And I think marketing has done a shocking job marketing, marketing, right? The things I read about marketing are, you know, CMO tenures are, are the worst in the C-suite. Marketers aren't taken seriously by boards or CEOs. Um, you know, we're, we're calling ourselves silly things like growth officers and experience officers. Like we're not even proud to be marketers anymore. I think we've done such a bad job marketing, marketing. And I think if we want to attract talent and attract, you know, the best young talent to our industry, we've got to fix that. Well, James, um, you are the one who is closest to university out of all of us. In fact, declaration here, I didn't even do university, so I'm right out of the park. But what have you learned? What, what did uni teach you? And now that you're in a job, hands-on in a brand role, 
Is there a gap there or has it been helpful? Yeah, I think I'm going to attack it from a different point of view in terms of I think it works really well at creating soft skills and giving you the chance to work in teams and manage deadlines and manage expectations. In terms of the fundamentals of marketing, you do learn the six Ps and all of the, the basics, but realistically, what really helped me grow was actually working on the job while I was at uni. Um, and Arnott's really helped with that. So I think that framing it from a different perspective of it's a great base, but you do need to add on other things on the top, whether it's your reading, whether it's your work experience or anything else that you can get internshiping. I think it's really, really important that you sort of combine the two rather than just going uni is the be all and end all. And I think that that's probably in my head and where a lot of people my age now are coming at it from, you need to be doing your one to two years of work experience with it because it's not going to answer all the questions unless you're doing that. So now that you're in a, in a brand role with Shapes, what has opened your eyes to, oh, that's how it works or that's what I didn't realise I was taught at university? I think the answer is, and is for a lot of things, is good management. Um, I think that having a fantastic manager who can path the way for you, I think that everyone in the room would agree that the, the best, most they learned in their career was under a fantastic manager. So making sure that you've got someone that can actually help with the development there is so important and, and very underrated, I believe. Good points. John, you come from an era where brands and companies had enormous investment in training their marketing teams. Unilever, Records, you talk about those. Uni help you? Not so much, but I think where that environment does help you is is that if you've got an ambition to general management, to the CEO, then obviously uh, FMCG you know, has a tremendous his- historical track record of turning marketers you know, into CEOs. Building on the commercial realities that uh, that, that Brent was alluding to earlier, uh, absolutely fundamental. But um, I think at the end of the day, why was that? Well, it's because those companies recognise that brands are at the heart of their growth. And you know, if you've demonstrated a strong track record, and you know, got that credibility for delivering growth through brands, then why not the CEO role? Let's just quickly touch on the issue of no training or less training and what companies are doing. There's, obviously, it's a problem now versus what it was. Do you see it widespread, that lack of development? No. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I would estimate 40 to 50% of, of marketers in the job today still don't arrive in marketing with a marketing degree. They come with the fundamentals of management and project management and what have you, but then they learn on the job. So it doesn't prevent you from becoming a marketer. I think the other thing too, just to build on that, I I think we got a bit obsessed with um, digital capability over the last few years. And I think a lot of the training went into that as opposed to the fundamentals of marketing. Everyone got obsessed with having to, you know, understand all the digital stuff and sure it's important, but I think having a well-rounded sort of understanding of the marketing fundamentals is, is critical. I don't think there's been enough focus on that over the last few years. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm sure you'll agree with this. And, and I think uh, just talk us through what you've been trying to do at Beata in building your talent, building your marketing team. You even talked about uh, some of the marketers you, you were interviewing didn't really even understand the basics of marketing. So what's going on there? I think just to echo Brent's point, right, the fundamentals of marketing are critical. Once you understand the fundamentals, the rest comes easy. What are they, by the way, just in case the listeners don't know? (laughs) Just basics around what's your business objectives? What are your brand objectives? Who is your audience that you're trying to target? How are you going to look at the media mix to efficiently hit the people that you're trying to target? But understanding those basic principles before you can actually go and do your work around it. I think at the moment, um, you know, obsession with digital, we've got this vague idea of, oh, let's do something sexy on digital. But forgetting the fundamentals, the strategy. It's always strategy before tactics. Um, But for now, for whatever reason, 
a lot of the people I've kind of interviewed or come across, not, not generalizing here, not everyone, but a lot of them are quite tactics focused and strategies comes after, which I think is the wrong way around. It's, it's the tail wagging the dog. So what have you done then to correct that? You, firstly, you've obviously found some people that fit what you're looking for, but then what are you doing now with Absolutely. them? Absolutely. I mean, look, uh, again, we've, we've got a pretty lean team, Paul. So for us, it's more, um, you know, tapping into all our partners, uh, agency partners, how to write a decent creative brief, work with the best, work with, you know, the AANA reset, um, which kind of you hear the who's who of the world, marketing world, um, talk about what they've done and how they've gone about it. So trying to source, I guess, the best available resources to actually empower them and educate them on what the fundamentals are and what good marketing looks like. I think that's what I've been trying to do and help them wherever possible and understand where the gaps are within the team to give them that training, the development and ensure that they get the fundamentals, get the strategy, tactics can come down the track. Is that part of your concern around communications? A lot of marketers that just see the communications role as what marketing is. Is that part of the issue? Everyone wants to make a sexy ad and that's it. Everyone wants to make the sexy ad, how it impacts the business is often forgotten. You like sexy ads, so Brent. <laughs> I love them. No, but it is, it, you know, Yash is right. Communications isn't the entirety of what we do in marketing, but I would argue it's the lighthouse, right? So I would argue that the communications, uh, the way we express brands in the world, they're the thing that actually touches customers. And that's why I think it's the most important thing you do. And guess what it also does? It attracts talent. If you do make sexy ads, as you call them, Paul, or, you know, really strategic work, creative work that's out there in the world, guess what? Any marketer worth their salt wants to come and work for you. The question, John Broome, though, is uh, how much of the marketing remit is that? Yeah, absolutely. Mar- marketing is about the four Ps or the six Ps. It's not about one P. Um, and, and I think we have to actually get the young generation of marketers coming through thinking in that breadth. I mean, even, even to Yasha's point, CMOs today are scrapping when it comes to to capability. Budgets, training budgets have been cut right across the board, particularly for medium-sized uh, businesses and small businesses, but also for large businesses. So where are where are CMOs accessing that capability learning for their for their teams? Variety of different sources, but there isn't a coherent, you know, uh, uh, place. Obviously, you know, if you go to a media agency or or a media provider, you're going to get a lot of great comms. Uh, training perhaps but what about pricing what about distribution you know two fundamental aspects you know who's who's teaching on insights these days james does the communications bit for an emerging marketer like you that the lighthouse that brent talks about is that the bit you go yeah i want to play in that or how, how do you see comms and the broader marketing remit i think it's one of the levers um for myself i was never really inspired by just the ads themselves for me it was around the growth of a business or the growth of a brand and being able to, to touch people that way and making sure that people are satisfied with what you're, what you're selling them. Um, it's just an extension of sales as well. Like your, your, your job really is to be pushing products. So I think for me, ads are a great lever to use, but as you said, you know, the pricing strategy, how you distribute, I think they're as important, if not more important. At we did talk earlier though about, you, you know, you talked earlier about interest in digital and how you can do better digital execution and how you tap sort of influences and all that area, that ignites you a little bow. Uh, Yes, it does. I think that there's a fundamental way that people are now consuming media and also learning. It's not just about consuming media anymore. It's about how we um, access information. And I think that for myself, I don't, I don't watch the news. I don't really turn that on on the TV, but 
Facebook and Instagram and all of the social media sites are a great a great way to get your news news hits. Don't so, get me started. <laughs> <laughs> and look, that's it's just the way it is now. Like yeah. we just we don't even have like a a box for the TV anymore. So I think that it's just a different way that people are consuming media, and I think that it's becoming more and more fundamental to brands to be able to. To tap into but that. Arnott's have quite a quite. I mean, you, you're benefiting quite happily from the internal marketing capability development that Arnott's has. So that's a that's a rare bird in this in this market. And it's also uh, interesting. We'll see what happens with the private equity with your new private equity owners, whether they see some cost out there or not. Don't comment on that one, James. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> but the training program, the internal, you're 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 finding that quite good. Oh, fantastic. So I came into the business as a, as a young 22 year old. So um, for me, training was everything, just learning on the job. I think that that was the most important thing that I wanted from the company, being moved around into different teams and working with different business partners so that I can establish and really effectively grow the areas that I need to for my next role. Having said that, finding talent is fantastic, but keeping talent now is even more difficult than it used to be. So for, for mine, that that is what's one of the big things that's really made me um, loyal to Arnott's the, is the fact that they've been able to train me and keep pushing me and finding new areas for me to develop. So I think that that's been a, it's been a, a shining light of Arnott's. Brent, what are you doing in terms of your capabilities development with your team? What are you doing? What is IAG? How do you, how do you build this? Oh, the two, the two areas I've really focused on building capability, number one, effectiveness. John before mentioned Bennett and Field, and I'm a disciple of those two guys. But I think there's so much um, incredible evidence-based stuff now in the effectiveness space. And I think any marketing team needs to really tap into that and apply it in a really practical way. So we've built out an effectiveness capability, which I think is really important for any modern marketing team. And the other capability that I was really passionate about coming a CMO for the first time was strategic capability. So I spent 20 years in agencies. I didn't once come across a client that had as good a strategic capability as the agencies they worked with. And as Yash said before, many marketers rely on their agencies for strategy. And I thought, why do that? Like have it in house, have it in the marketing team. So we've built a strategic capability that I think is as good as any of the agencies we work with. We've got agency planners, media planners, data planners, uh, and they just not only stretch our thinking, but also stretch the thinking of our agencies and give them the best briefs that they could possibly have. This all leads to an interesting initiative that the AANA is doing in the Brand Masters program. It's a capability development program for sort of emerging talent in the market. Tell us a little bit about Wizard Lead. And I want to get James then on where he sees some gaps that he needs because he's perfect for this, right? Uh, absolutely. Look, I mean, you know, AANA is on a journey from, you know, being an industry association to being a, a broader professional marketing body. And um, when you listen to members where their needs are, then capability, the subject we've been talking about today is absolutely number one um, uh, there to be met. And then when you dig down where and you say, okay, where do you want us to start? Capability is such a broad, you know, field. They say start with the core fundamentals. Start with uh, people in my team who typically have three to five years of experience and really, you know, would be enabled by that, having that breadth of the core fundamentals. So we're providing that solution. It's by marketers for marketers. So it's objective. It's impartial. You know, we're not selling anything here. And we've launched the Brand Masters program, and it's made up of five modules, starting off with how do we change, how do we get take all that information and data that's coming at us and, and get some real insights and real springboards for, for growth, you know, for the business. We're looking at uh, how brands, how you develop brands and how you use brands to drive business growth. And then through that, the tactics of uh, creativity, uh, media, and then very importantly, going back to a point that Brent mentioned, 
we need to actually demonstrate uh, today what we're investing in is actually working. And once you've got the proof, how do you then engage with broader stakeholders across the business, the non-marketers, the CFOs, the finance people, et cetera, that actually this is working and you should see marketing as an investment, not an expense? It fascinates me that when, when we, we've had this conversation, we talk about marketers not having the fundamentals. What is, what is going on? Uh, because if you were in uh, science, uh, if you're in chemistry, you'd bloody need to know the, the fundamentals about chemistry if you're going to get a gig. Why is marketing, same with finance, economics, why is it such a, a fuzzy, ambiguous thing in marketing that we actually don't know the basics? I, I find that just a conundrum. It's become too specialist. I think when people are going into university, they're getting into very defined, narrow swim lanes. Um, so you know, digital marketing, social media, whatever it happens to be. That's not equipping you to actually tackle business challenges where you actually need core fundamental skills, those commercial skills, for example. You know, you need skills right across the four Ps to be able to solve those business problems. So, you know, the, the opportunity here is to make uh, put mar- the marketing profession back where it needs to be and ultimately give it the same kind of like link with uh, the academic world that professions like accountancy, engineering, medicine, you know, have, where, there's a, the, where the, we're joined at the hip with academia and then the real world of actually practicing. Yash, do you have a thought on that, view on that? Completely agree with John. I think um, just understanding the fundamentals, understanding what the business objectives are, how you can help with the brand objectives and how they influence and ladder up to what the business is trying to do, and ultimately grow the business. We're in marketing to grow the business, not to do sexy ads, just sexy ads, I should say. Yes. James, so you've seen the the, the Brand Masters program? Yeah, yeah. So I was part of the pilot in the um, generating ins- – it's actually quite an exciting opportunity. As a as a young marketer, I think you're, you're silly or you probably should leave marketing if you're, if you're not going to skill up and train at every single opportunity you can. Um, I think that, you know, your 20s is for learning. So – um, I think that also for partying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a perfect opportunity to link it in back with my core fundamentals of the internal program we're doing at Arnott's. And um, so I'm really excited to get get my hands on that. And from a little bit of a tester that we got um, in the pilot, it looks like we're going to get a lot of external um, people in to actually talk about their fields and to give us an education of the specific parts of marketing that they are experts in. So I'm really, really excited about that. Uh, just building on what you're saying there. So what we're doing there is obviously the AANA has access to some fantastic people, some fantastic brands and some fantastic uh, business cases. And the plan is obviously to, you know, to sprinkle the uh, the coursework with those case studies so that it becomes very, very real. Street expertise, you could call it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, I, I think it's it, it's clearly what we've talked about today. It shows that there is gaps and those gaps need to be filled for the, for the profession and the individuals as well. Before you go, I want to get one or two tips from each of you on the biggest learning uh, that you've had so far. And we'll start with Yash. What's the words of wisdom, the pearls of wisdom from you, Yash? Strategy before tactics. Bang. And that's that's consistent, right? I mean, I have to say, it's been the Mark Ritson's mantra for years. It's still, this is the point, reach and frequency. You've got to keep saying the message, right? Because it's still not getting through. Um, that was simple. Uh, Brent? Bill Brandt. Work with great people. And be about the work. It's what I always say. But, um, you know, I think ultimately doing great work is the reason I do this. And I think that ends up attracting talent, keeping talent and inspiring people. And I guess adding the layers of uh, proof points, 
from great work to demonstrate to the business that it's actually working. I think that's probably... Of course, and, and, and you can't get to great work without great insights and without a great strategy and without really understanding your brand. It's the practical application of all the learning, I believe. Um, and it is the thing that ultimately touches the customer and drives a effectiveness outcome. It's the work. It's what you put into the market. And ultimately, I, I orient everything around that. Um, I think it's the, the only outcome that really matters for marketers. It's a real shame, isn't it? Because long-term brand building, as you say, is just such a lost art nowadays. It's it's fundamental of what we as marketers need to do. 100%. That's another three-hour conversation, right? James, what's your biggest learning so far, biggest tip since you've, uh, in, in your vast long career of three years? I think uh, keeping it simple, uh, management, having a good manager and great management of a business, I think is probably the most important thing that keeps talent, um, that creates great campaigns and great business results. So I just think that, I think it's so underrated as, as good managers and good management. John Broom, your perler. My perler would be if I was, a, if I was telling my, giving my 20 something self some advice back then, I would say be a generalist first, get the core fundamental skills sorted out, then by all means specialize thereafter. But if you want to achieve that CEO role, that general manager role, you need the core fundamentals all the way through. Great conversations. Look forward to taking the course myself. I think I may need it. Thanks, gents, for joining. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre. That's moi in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button.